hello, hello, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jazz Wilson, and I am with the team, Lucy Wilson. Hello. Anna Neary. Hello. And Tom Hazelden. Aloha. How are we doing? Okay. Good. Not too bad. Good as lockdown can be. Good, good, good. That's what I like to hear. So for you today in the show, we have Album of the Week. We are going to talk about a very important announcement that was made in articles this week in from Nuzan. Anna is hitting us with an oldie and Anna's top 10. Then we are going to play a game. Who's that character? And then to finish it all off, we are giving our recommendations. So kicking you off with... Ba-da. Album of the Week! Yeah! It is album of the week, and it was my album, which was Young Frankenstein. And listening to this album was interesting, especially if you haven't seen the show or don't know the show. It was something to be desired, I must say. Listening to it, I thought, okay, this is different, but still sounds and feels familiar which was a bizarre feeling um a little bit rude in places which um like jokingly rude not swears and stuff which i thought was quite funny um my favorite song is still putting on the ritz that was that was funny i've i've heard it been done and and whenever Amdram shows do cabaret numbers. That's that's a song that most of the time features. Um, but to hear it in context was was quite funny. Um, I'd probably give it two mics. I'd probably say that's a fair representation. I enjoyed it, but didn't love it, and probably wouldn't listen to it again. I might go and see it, but yeah, I don't think I'd listen to it as an album. So yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Lucy, what did you think of it? Uh, kind of the same, really. It wasn't really the sort of thing I would listen to again. But like you say, I would go and see the show of it because I think probably the show is better than just the album on its own, as we found with other albums before. Um, it was really bizarre, I would say. Like, it started off one way and then in the middle it changed to like be funny and rude and then at the end it was a bit like um crazy i don't know not crazy but the people seemed like psychopaths so i struggled to follow it a bit but it was all right i'd probably go and see the show still um because it seems like it'd be an entertaining show to watch but to listen to i'm gonna give it one and a half mics oh one and a half mics anna what did you think of it yeah it was interesting I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I was like, when you said it, I was like, oh no, here we go. And I was like, oh. But I absolutely love the overture. I think it's a brilliant <laughs> overture. It was so, it was so long. It was so long. And so I, long, yeah. I right. mean, it's listening to it in the bath, and it was like so nice. Oh, it's brilliant. It's great. <laughs> Jazz, as we listened to it, said Anna's gonna love this. <laughs> I did. Like, I did. Like it was. So, I think that was that was definitely my favorite 
if you can even call it a song, but it's on the album, so wow. uh, it's definitely ad- been added to my overture playlist. Wow, there um, we go. So thank you, Jazz, for that. I guess. <laughs> um, but I, I wasn't expecting the weird like twenties slash fifties style of music. I don't know what I was expecting with the music, but I wasn't kind. I yeah, a lot of it was more upbeat than I thought it was going to. Be, which I quite liked um, and I like Sutton Foster very much but yeah as I story wise could not tell you what happened but it makes me want to go see it if it ever does come back to the West End or um, amateur rights are allowed to have True. it um, yeah um, I f- yeah I feel like you definitely have to see it to enjoy this um, I think an album alone it's uh Mm-hmm. Interesting, um, but I yeah I give it two mics. Fair enough, Tom. Your thoughts on it? Yes, all right. <laughs> and that was Tom's review. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't really have much more to say on it, to be honest. Like, I've listened to it a couple of times, like in the past, a, a few songs from it. I've heard it done. I, I've heard some of the songs done a couple of times at sort of concerts, and it's never quite done well enough if you know what i mean like um it's like uh something rotten i love the songs from something rotten but every time you see them done at a concert it's always made to look really boring oh fair enough yeah and I i feel the same about young frankenstein i've seen bits from it done so many times and yeah i don't know it's a show with a big budget so i think that helps to have the visuals um, I like putting on the Ritz as well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've seen clips, loads of clips from Young Frankenstein and I can never make my mind up if it looks really great or really tacky. Yeah. Like it walks mm. a really fine line. The film's great uh, and is like anything but tacky. But I don't know. As a musical, it feels a bit pantomime which there's nothing wrong with. No. But they don't necessarily give you that impression that it's more of a pantomime it's kind of like i don't know young frankenstein the musical i don't know they they advertise it a bit like a just a bit like a musical i guess but it it is a more of a pantomime than anything so i would put it in the same category as spam a lot yeah like for that type of feel it's not quite pantomime it's like i don't know like parody genre parodying yeah yeah like a big old mick take but yeah, and doesn't take itself seriously at all. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah, I I don't know. Um, I I need to see it. Yeah. Really, I, it's not a show to listen to. Unfortunately, I give it. I don't know, two and a half, three stars, maybe, Mike's. But yeah, I, I I need to see the show to make my mind up. Really. Fair enough. It's interesting that all of us have said that. Like, mm. just listening to it wasn't enough the visuals would definitely aid it yeah i i don't have we ever had that before where we've all agreed that uh a couple of shows maybe i think Um, with shows you either like love the album and that's enough or the album needs the show yeah i was gonna say like you have to take into account the fact that it's not made to be listened to just as an audio it's not like you know it's not like an album from I don't know, like Charles Gambino or someone like that. It's uh, is meant, it is made with the with visuals and story in mind. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas like, uh, I can almost, something like Les Mis, you could maybe excuse it a little bit more because the whole thing is song. So you're basically getting the whole script with it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, not necessarily a representation of what I feel about the show, but once I've seen the show, I could give you a proper answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's the that's the interesting thing about doing album of the week. Just listening to the album can change your mindset before yeah. you even see something. Awesome. Shall we see who's going to be next? Ladies, it's between you. So let's spin the wheel and see who is up next. Lucy, it is you. Oh, wow. My album this week is Into the Woods. Woohoo! And oh. I nearly started playing it. Um, <laughs> the reason I've chose Into the Woods is because I've watched the film and listened to the film soundtrack, but I've never listened to the Broadway version. So I would like to listen to Into the Woods original Broadway cast recording, please. The album is black words with trees coming out of them with a blue background and a yellow sun on it that's the best way i can describe it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know if anyone else has listened to this before but i have not and i'd just like to see how it compares to the film because i didn't know the show before the film Hmm. so there you go fair enough awesome so into the woods is our album of the week to listen to so you can Get in touch with us if you listen to the album or have already listened to this album and you absolutely love it. You can contact us on the socials or you can email us. It's all an act at outlook.com or now you can message us or call us and leave us a voicemail. It's 07451 Whilst we're on albums... Uh, we received a message. Let me see if I can find it from Sean Blake about an album that he found. And the album is called Trump in Space. What? It is a musical <laughs> comedy Hollywood original cast. Now, I don't know why anyone would want to do that and... I haven't listened to the album. It's only available on Apple Music, so I'm not able to listen to it. But I want your guys' opinion. Do you think that people are writing musicals for the sake of writing musicals? Or do you think that people are writing musicals because they think it's going to be a hit? I... So, so I saw the photo of the cover album and, and stuff for it, and I thought it looked like um, a fringe show. Like, I think California and LA have sort of quite fringy venues there, just just all the time, like all year round. Um, and I think every year at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, you see, like, relevant stuff for the current year, like... I guarantee you in 2021, if the Fringe Festival is able to go ahead, it's going to be Coronavirus the Musical everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't necessarily think 
they're writing something like that expecting it to blow up, but I think they're probably writing something like that for people to uh for people to go and see because it's relevant at the moment and it'll sell like if you look at it i know it's not edinburgh but if you look at it from an edinburgh point of view you've got 1500 shows and you need people to pick your show and i think trump is just like uh everyone knows trump everyone knows it's going to be a bit funny and a bit weird and i think it's like a selling point and i don't know i guess it's maybe for if if it was at the fringe it would maybe be a show for people that have had less experience going to the fringe or aren't as into theatre because I think if you're a performer you tend to or if you're an actor or go there a lot you tend to avoid stuff like that a little bit sometimes just because it's usually a bit but yeah I I don't think they've written it thinking it's going to blow up I think they've just written it as a way of sort of like you know like we we probably like a theatre company wanting to do another show and thinking what's popular at the minute oh Trump let's do a show about Trump let's make it a bit weird let's set it in space yeah. and turn it into a musical but who knows it's, it's like... a bit like the news isn't it like if there's something big happening in the world all the new news articles you're going to read are about that thing that's happening at that time because people like to be in touch with the world and what's relevant and what's going on now so if you're not a theatre person like you say Tom you're gonna look at that and think oh yeah I'll go and see that because it's the now whereas Mm -hmm. some stuff some shows that are set either in the past or in the future or whatever it's not relevant to now is it well it is still relevant but it I I suppose it's a bit unique isn't it Mm -hmm. and niche and lots of people like that. But just like with the news, it's going to pass. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the headlines aren't going to be the same next year. So therefore this show isn't still going to be there next year, I wouldn't have thought. No. Anna? I was just going to say, I don't think people do it as a joke. I think people generally think that their ideas are good. Because the stuff you see, and it's like the amount of effort and time they must have put into making that show. Then you can't yeah. have just done that. As a joke, you must have really generally wanted to do that. And once you've got a creative idea in your head and you can't get it out, you kind of just commit to it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, so that's my opinion, I think. I think there's so many people in the world with so many ideas. They've all got to mean something, I guess. (laughs) Having said that, I have seen some absolute rubbish at the Fringe that you think, like, (laughs) they can't have written this as a joke. They've spent, like... 100 hours plus into a show you think like oh it can't it can't be a joke <laughs> yeah. i think oh, i don't know yeah i just thought it was interesting to know having, having said that i've also seen stuff that you think like oh this is going to be absolutely like this is going to be rubbish it's going to be like the worst show i've ever seen and it will yeah. be called something like trump in space and you go and see it and you're like that was that was a bloody amazing show. That That's was genius. so good. Yeah. I, I saw a show called Bears in Space, which I thought was going to be rubbish. Like, but it was it was amazing. It was one of the best shows I think I've seen there. Fair enough. I who suppose knows? for some people who choose to write or direct a show or whatever, they might be really talented, but not have a starting point for a story. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they may be able to write something and produce something that's incredible on an absolutely rubbish premise just because yeah. they didn't have that initial idea. Yeah. yeah. Very true. 
mad and you know and you just don't know what's going to make it and what's not like there's some stuff that is so big out there at the moment and I'm like how has that made it and other stuff hasn't but anyway that's another thing that's for (laughs) another day anyway yeah I just wanted to get your thoughts on it so thank you Sean for sending that in I might have it as my album of the week one one week it's only 18 minutes long but yeah we shall see we shall see. That was all for... Ta-da. Album of the week. Bum, Yeah. Okay, Anne, over to you. News, Anne. Thank you, Anne. So, we have had a very big announcement from one of the leading producers for theatre in the West End. Cameron McIntosh has said that he will be closing all of his productions until 2021 he said it was heartbreaking um and he said it was it's so hard to do but at the end of the day it is a business another day over yeah exactly (laughs) um and it's a business and that's the way he's got to look at it the love his love for theater is phenomenal like Everything that he's made has come from theatre and he puts everything back in to make theatre better for everyone. Um, What I don't understand is why he's had to make that decision so soon. Because the government aren't helping. Yeah, but it's quite a bold statement to make considering we're only halfway through the year. Do you know what I mean? I see what you're saying. And I guess because no one else has made that big of an announcement yet. So, someone's got for to the start. West End, yeah. And I think he's, if he does something like that, other people are more likely to follow. And I think there, there, there is no way that venues are going to be able to open at at least by the end of the year. So I think it's probably more just to sort of you know help with sort of box office staff and people that have tickets for the future it's probably just easier if they say like look this is this is what we're planning so yeah, if you've got true. tickets then you know we're going to have to we're going to have to sort something out cuz yeah. i guess with a lot of regional theatres they've got the issue of panto whereas i guess the west end shows don't have that so a lot of regional theatres are really hoping that they can open by at least christmas to have that panto Whereas it's I guess the busiest time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that they really want to be open for Christmas because that is their moneymaker, Pantos. Whereas I guess with West End, they can just go, oh, we've got the show on all the time. So we can just say, actually, let's be safe. Let's say 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And from a financial point of view, uh, he quoted, despite the government engaging with the desperate pleas from everyone in the theatre industry, so far, there has been no tangible practical support beyond offers to go into debt, which I don't want to do. Their inability to say when the impossible constraints of social distancing will be lifted makes it equally impossible for us to properly plan for whatever the new future is. I'd be interested to know how much it is going to cost him to have the theatres empty for that long Mm. he's laying off a lot of staff to cover that cost but it's so sad isn't it it Mm. is and he's gutted he's absolutely gutted 
that's so many people there, like actors, ten technical staff, front of house, like that's so many yeah. people. Yeah. In each a... theatre. Like mad. Exactly, yeah. And I don't know how many he has currently, but But I it's suppose a lot. that's only fair on them as well, because I don't know what he's done with his staff up until this point, but I suppose because they know that it is going to be until next year, they know that they have to look for something else. Whereas if they were holding out for an announcement, they might be holding off because they thought they were going back to a job at some point this year. Mm. Whereas at least now, I suppose people know that there isn't going to be a job to go back to until at least next year. So they can start to look at other things, I guess. True. Very true. There was one bit in the statement that he gave that really surprised me um and it says i have no investors or venture capital backing everything is funded by me personally and already my company's considerable reserves have been massively reduced by the complete closure of our industry everywhere i can't believe he does that wow. all by himself that is crazy that just shows you shows you how successful he is yeah, and how much he loves theatre. He's like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'll do it for myself. Like, from him, rather than bringing all people in. I, I yeah. suppose it makes it less complicated. Like, if it's all from him, he's the one calling the shots. If he wants to make a decision, he's he's not got to go to a, a board of directors or, or a meeting and say, oh, I'd quite like to do this. He was like, well, we're doing this. This is what's happening. Do you know what I mean? It's um, just crazy that he's got to a point where he is that financially um, stable slash high up <laughs> that he can have that option to do that because of the amount of money that it must cost in theatres yeah. and he is literally in charge of all of that by himself. It's insane. It's crazy. Your thoughts on it, Lucy? You agree with it? You think it's a good idea you don't well i agree that it's sensible not to open theaters yet because pff, how many people are going in and out of theaters every day you can't social distance even if you say you're gonna have like two chairs in between each people who come and watch it are you then going to even make a profit on the show i i think realistically and also thinking about rehearsal time for the shows they they can't just say right we're going to open and put a show on because no one's been able to rehearse for one for months. And you mm. can't just pick up where you left off with something like that. So, yeah, I think it's sensible. But I am surprised that it's been made a statement about it already because obviously everything's so uncertain. We don't know how things are going to go. But I think, it's, I think it's fair that he has done that. Fair enough. Anna? Yeah, I kind of agree with Lucy. That is the sensible and realistic option, I believe what else can you do at this time? And he's obviously thinking about his theatres and I think it's also a statement. The fact that he's had to close his theatres because there has been no government funding is kind of almost a point to maybe mm. make the government realise that maybe we need to actually focus on the arts a bit more if Cameron, even Cameron McIntosh can't keep his theatres open. So I kind of see that as a big statement in its way and hopefully it makes a difference. Um, but yeah... There's no way you can social distance in a theatre properly. There's, I, do, I can't see a proper way of doing it. So I think it's a sensible option. And I guess that just kind of closes the 
what ifs or if this is going to happen, if this is going to happen when you know, actually, no, his theatres won't begin until 2021. So, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Okay, Tom? Yeah, good idea. I'm glad he's done it. I think it's sensible and I think it's the best thing to do. And I think I think once everything's calmed down, the the government will look at everything and realise how much money theatre brings into the UK. I like I read a thing the other day that I think I think football because they they were talking about how football started up again and the arts have kind of been neglected. And I think I might be misquoting this, but I think it said football brings in thirty nine billion pounds to the UK every year, and theatre brings in one hundred and fifteen billion. So. <gasps> I thought that was going to go the other way. No, no, no. So oh it was. I, I I could be wrong with the numbers, but it it was basically you know you get the idea. That the arts th- bring theater, more. Theatre makes a hell of a lot more than football. That's so insane. that they were saying, why has it been neglected? So I don't I don't think I think people are worrying, and I think people should be speaking out and trying to push to get the arts to be saved. But I do think the government will look and go, oh, we actually can't neglect this because it brings us so much money. Exactly. It's mad exactly. though, the fact that the government haven't said anything. Anyway, Jazz, what about you? Fair enough. I'm on the fence a little bit about it. I think 2021 is too long a time, in my personal opinion. What, to not open before yeah, then? Yeah, to not open before then. I think the way that everything's going, I think things will calm down before then. Also, to just close it without looking not saying that they haven't but looking at other options and alternatives like Andrew Lloyd Webber is using the Palladium as an experiment venue uh, bringing in infrared cameras and all sorts of other alternative ideas I think it was just thought of from a financial aspect and I get that is business and business is not is not kind and business has no love or passion but the love and passion goes hand in hand with the business so i don't know it's it seems a sensible option but i just think it's a long time i suppose looking at things long term if there's a second wave then then he he, he might be in the good books because it will allow him a little extra time for that but yeah a lot of people would have lost jobs and i I dread to think what all them people are, are doing now mm. um probably delivery drivers or, or working in supermarkets because there's the jobs that are in in demand at the minute but yeah i just think i think like lucy said it seems a bit hasty but we'll see we'll see I think there's more to it than has been let on. And I think there's a, a bigger plan in place. I think Cameron McIntosh is too business-minded to just let it fall by the wayside. I think there is a, a bigger plan behind it. He's gone, I'm closing these theatres because I've got this plan in place. Because he has so many theatres... Um, he just needs time to organise stuff. And I think it'll come back bigger and better, if I'm honest. But we shall see. Only only time will tell. Only time will tell. Theatre will be back. 
whether it's back to the way that it was before is a different question, but it will be back in some form and capacity. So just keep enjoying all the shows they're releasing at the minute until until you can enjoy it in real life. Interesting. Very interesting. We'll have to see. We will have to see. Only time will tell. And depending on what the government say will depend on what people can do. So we just have to wait it out and maybe we'll we'll come back to this um <laughs> before twenty twenty one. But we shall see. We shall see. Right. Let's have something fun. Let's have something that we've not had for a long time. Let's have it's an Anna top ten. It is an Anna top ten. Anna, take it away. Yay! Okay, so um, my top 10 this week is from an article from What's On Stage, and this it says, The 10 greatest musical movies of all time as voted for by you. So it's people have voted from the public their um, favourite all-time movie musical. Now, before we go into this, I was going to ask... What do you think, before I even start going down the top ten, what do you think that number one is? Number one? Mm-hmm. Oh. Who's posted this? Like what? What's on stage? Okay. Voted uh, by people. That's what I was, I was trying to think. Yeah. If it's like The Guardian, I could probably go for like Oklahoma Greece. or something. You going Grease, Lucy? Yeah. I'm going The Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz? Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain. Okay. All good guesses, guys. All good guesses. Number I'm 10. It's not right, though. <laughs> oh, you don't know. Uh, number 10 is... Anyone want to go go for a random guess before I give clues? Hairspray. Carousel. Dirty Dancing. No. It was a 1999, uh, 1996 Broadway musical. 1996. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Beauty and the Beast? No. 1996. I think one of... When did we do a thing that we had to do a song from the year we were born? That was our 30 day song challenge on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And we had to do a song from the year we were born. Yeah. And me, you, and Lucy all had a song from this musical, I think. I cause... cannot remember. Because <laughs> like we all were obviously born in 1996. Rent? Uh, it was Rent. Rent. Yes. Oh. Well done, Jazz. Ah. Thank um, you. Number nine. Any... Want to guess? Um, Rocky Horror. The ones that we've already said. West Side Story. Um, I'll give you a clue. Someone's actually already said it. Grease. No. Wizard of Oz. No. Dirty Dancing. No. Tom, you said it. Oh. Singing in the Rain. Jesus Christ. No. You guessed it for number ten. Yeah. Hairspray. It was Hairspray. Yes. The 2007 film with Zac Efron in. Great film. film. Love it. Uh, number number eight. Uh, this one really popped with audiences. No, oh. Priscilla. No, is that a clue? Yeah. Is it about pop music? No, there's a song and it's got the word pop in it. Oh, Chicago. It is Chicago. Ah. Yes. <laughs> I do good at this. Oh, right. I was like, what song's that? Yeah. I thought you meant in the title. No, number seven. This has never actually made it to the stage. What? This film has never been on stage yet. Wow. Um, oh. Yeah, it's quite a new new one. 
Jane, no. Uh, fairly new, a couple of years old now. Is it Disney-based? Nope. Clinky Boots? No. The huge... Big. Or, no, the huge called success. Hugh. Hugh Jackman, the musical. Oh, yeah. oh. great <laughs> show. The greatest showman, oh. yeah. I see. <laughs> uh, number six. Um, I think this is one of Lucy's favourites. Oh. Beating the Beast. No. Well, that is Dirty one of Lucy's dancing. favourites. No. Lucy said, I think she said this is one of her favourite movie musicals. Les Mis? Mm-mm. No. Grease. No. <laughs> um, Cats. Cats. Footloose. Cats. No. Mus- m- movie musical. Flash Cats. No. Sound of Music. Cats. Yes, The Sound oh. of Music. Oh. <laughs> Had to really think then. What is my favourite movie musical? Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, is it, it is, isn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, good. I just couldn't, I wasn't in the right headspace. Number five is another shining highlight of the Hollywood Golden Age. Cats. No. South Pacific. No. Is it that era? What did did you just say? South Pacific. (laughs) South Pacific. Uh, Shining. Yes. Hollywood. Yeah. It's very, like, old. Is it singing in the rain? It is singing in the rain. Ah. I was going to go, as another clue, I was going to go, perhaps one of the most famous lampposts in history of film. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't want to guess that because I didn't want to be wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, number four. Lucy, go for it. Grease. Cats. It is Grease. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, that's got to be in there. Oh, good what a good film. The top three. Yeah. Number three. Cats. No. It's a 2008 film. Oh, Oscar Musical 3. No. (laughs) (laughs) It was a big smash hit. There has been a second film of this, which hasn't made it on stage. Frozen. No. We all love it now. Mamma Mia. Yes. Yay. (laughs) The first one, obviously. Great film. Uh, Number two. Cats. uh, No. (laughs) No, I'll give you a clue. None of them are cats. Uh, oh, I'm still going to guess cats. Uh, no. Um, Oklahoma. No. Um, West Side Story. No. Mary Poppins. Oliver. No. Tom Hooper directed it. Oh, Les Mis. It is Les Mis, yeah. Cats. He directed no. cats. No, he didn't. He did Les Mis. He did. He did Cats. How do uh, you do Les Mis, the movie, and then do Cats, the movie? It's crazy. <laughs> and number one... Cats. No. <laughs> Kittens. Little Shop. No, and it won by loads of votes, this film. Oh. Wizard of Oz. No. It won... I'm surprised that's not even on there. Yeah, me too. Chitty Chitty Re- Bang Bang. No. Oh. Um, it released Oliver. four years after the musical and it won 10 Academy Awards in 1962. Oh. It continues to be one of the most defining films based on stage shows to come out in the last century. Oklahoma. No. Cabaret. No. Carousel. 9 to 5. No. Jazz, you have mentioned this one oh, a couple of 60s. times. I've mentioned it a couple of times. Yeah. There's a... Oh, I'll know that. I'll give you a massive clue of what it is. 
62. Oh my, I said so many. <laughs> I think you said it for number two. That's like Mary Poppins era. Cabaret? I said a lot. I have no idea. Okay, I'll give you this clue. There's a Spielberg version coming soon. Oh, West Side Story. Yes, it is West Side, Side Story. Story. I is... you'd already said that for one. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Jazz kept saying West Side Story, and I was like, Jazz, wait, it's number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so West Side Story is number one, and there's some honourable mentions, I'd like to say. So Moulin Rouge, Dirty Dancing, Rocky Horror Picture Show, The Phantom of the Opera, Oliver, La La Land, Little Shop of Horrors, The Last Five Years, Cabaret and Dreamgirls. So that was ranking from 11 to 20, those Not ones. Not even Wizard of Oz. Where is no, Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz wasn't. I was and so Chitty sh- Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, neither of those were on there. Mary Poppins wasn't on Wizard there. Wizard of Oz is by far the best like movie musical, though, yeah. surely. Yeah. I get, I... It's so iconic. But if you just think about the... I don't know. Wizard of Oz is one of the best movies. Yeah. Like Not, not just a musical movie. Yeah. movie. Well, I suppose the release of Judy, the film, may have yeah. put people off. Yeah, maybe. Put me off a little bit, to be mm. fair. Yeah, me too. And Wicked. People love Wicked so much. You're like, oh, I love Wicked. I hate Wizard of Oz. Well, no. <laughs> I think... It depends which side you're on, right? Oh, right. Okay. You're on... Which which, 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 which are you? Which witch? The question. Which witch? Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Exactly. Awesome. Thank you, Anna, for your top You're ten. You're welcome. Anytime. Anna's top ten. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Drop the bass. Anna's top ten. Anna's top ten. Anna's top ten. It's time again for Anna's top ten. I completely forgot about that. Oh my gosh. Uh, that was Anna's top 10. Shall we play a game? Yeah. Yeah, let's play. Who's that character? Who's that character? Who, 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 who? Who is that character? character? It is who's that character. So today, I shall be your game host. Is it a boy? So, <laughs> I have thought of a character. Is it a cat? My order is Lucy, Anna, Tom. And my prize is... Hmm, Cats on DVD. I shall read you a story. Oh, God. And I shall record it and I will send it to you. I've never wanted to lose more in my life. (laughs) (laughs) So you can keep it forever. You're welcome. Okay. Let's go. Lucy, kick us off. Is it a boy? (laughs) No. Why did you have to think about that? Because of the question you asked. Is it a man? Yes. (sighs) Is it... Tom Hanks' character from Big. (laughs) Is he the lead in the show? No. Is he attractive? (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, that's personal opinion, but... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Did we say he was a man? Yes. Not a boy. 
Not yet a woman. <laughs> um, is he human? Yes. Is he deformed? In some way. <laughs> <laughs> now that presents itself as a tricky question. Oh my god! <laughs> no, not the word you used. No. Transformed, not deformed. Okay. Anna. Is it the beast from Beauty and the Beast? No. Oh. Is it Gregor Samsa from Metamorphosis? <laughs> no, but he is a legend. Is, Lucy. Is it Toxy from Toxic Avenger? No, he is also awesome. Anna. <laughs> um, is it Jafar from Aladdin? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not even too close. Tom. <laughs> is it? Uh... The guy from Brother Bear. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is the musical fairly new? Like, as in, it's a newer musical. It's not from pre... What, um, what am I trying to say? It's from post-2000. Is it from that then? So it's from 2000 to now. Yeah. Uh... I'm not sure. I would say, yeah, it probably is. Is it? Uh, is there a film of this musical? Yes. Okay, so the answer to your question, Lucy. Yes, the musical. Okay. The musical. It's between no dates. Between what? Between two thousand. Lucy's like, what did I say? <laughs> So the film musical is in the last twenty years. Yes. Was it on Anna's? Sorry. Was it on Anna's list? I believe it was. Yes. It was. I think it was, but we said so many. I'm. <laughs> I don't know. My brain is scrambled. Uh, is it from Hairspray? Yes. Ooh. Is it Edna Turnblad from Hairspray? It is Edna Turnblad oh. from Hairspray. <laughs> Technically, have you answered, is it a man correctly? It is a man. John Travolta is but a man. the character is not a man. Ah, but John Travolta is a man. Oh, see, I don't, I don't agree with you <laughs> there. Sneaky, huh? Oh, well. I know. That's At why least I said I didn't win. Not deformed, transformed. <laughs> He's been transformed. Into a woman. Into a woman. <laughs> well, there you go. There we go. I know. Do you know what? I thought it would take you longer than that, but good guessing. I think I think it's just best if we just guess. <laughs> we seem to get it better. <laughs> Makes it a lot more fun when you just guess a random character from a random show. <laughs> uh, awesome. So that was... Who's that character? Who's that character? Who, 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 who? Who is that character? character? So it has come to the time in the show where unfortunately we are going to have to go. But before we go, we are going to give you some recommendations, not necessarily theatre ones. Lucy, kick us off. Really random this week. Go Sorry, on. everybody. Like um, it's normal every week. <laughs> <sighs> Obviously, at the moment, things are tricky to get 
to the shops and whatever else and lots of people are still getting their food delivered to home because they don't want to go out to the shops and whatever else uh, we are doing that and um, I have discovered that you can freeze almost any fruit or veg so obviously fruit and veg goes out of date quite quickly just chop it up and freeze it and then you can just use it from frozen and it's already ready for you to use I've done that with lemon, courgette, <laughs> carrot. The list is endless. So there you go. Freeze your fruit and veg is my recommendation. Freeze your veg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a parody there. Um, Anna, your recommendation. Uh, my recommendation is an Instagram account slash shop. It is called Kingdom Threads Co. Um, and they are a... Uh, a disney themed shop um and this woman um hat like uh sews and uh, what am i trying to say sews and sews she makes it she makes she makes <laughs> loads of disney themed clothing items so you can get a lot of awesome prints from disney characters to like disney park themed stuff to um like food items to rides there is so much out there and she um stitches them all herself with her sewing machine and they are really great designs and not badly priced either for a um, small business out there so I really recommend following them on Instagram and having a look at their shop because it is so good. Very cool. Tom your recommendation? My recommendation is a film called Parasite. Um, It won Best Picture at the Oscars last year uh, along with some other stuff and it was the first foreign language film to ever win best picture so it was a huge huge step forward in cinema in general and in the oscars um yeah it's uh, about a korean family who live in like poverty and they all get a job working for a rich korean family but they don't the rich family don't know that the poor family are all related they all sort of get jobs separately and they like build up this sort of like web of lies uh, and then it unfolds into this like weird thriller um but it's also really really funny um i'd say it's, it's such a good film it, it, it's like a korean version of or like a modern korean version of blood brothers um really good really really good and if you're put off by the fact that it's a foreign film don't be, because you were when we went to Yeah, I was like, for God's sake, I'm literally just going to be reading the subtitles the whole time, but you forget about that halfway through. So. It's now one of my favourite films, and it's yeah, you yeah, like you said, you, you can just, see why it won. You just you just forget about the subtitles mm. after like ten minutes. Yeah, because yeah, I was there and I was like, for God's sake, I'm literally going to be sat there for tw- two hours just reading these subtitles. But no, really good. Such a good film. Mm. There you go. Fair enough. Very cool. Awesome. My recommendation is a website, and it is called thespy.com. Thespy, as in thespians, which we all are or have been in our time. Um, so during lockdown, there's lots of content for you to consume theatre-wise, and this website has gone, hang on, there's all of this content, but... It's all over the place and nobody knows where to find it. So they've gone, hey, look, let's just make a website 
put all of that content on there for you to enjoy or, or direct you to where to find it and then um, you can go and consume it at your leisure. So yeah, it's thespy.com. Go give it a try. It's got loads of stuff on there. Loads and loads of stuff. Including us. Oh, Lucy let out a spoiler. <laughs> oh, Lucy. Yeah. So yeah, it's got shows on there to watch, uh, podcasts to listen to, including us. But yeah, there's loads of stuff on there. Just go and check it out. If you're sat there one evening thinking, hmm, uh, I'd like something to watch, but I don't know what to watch. Go on there and just scroll through. There's loads of stuff. Awesome. Nice. Cool. Wonderful. That is all from us today. So, Lucy, a final word from you. Flowers. Anna, a final word from you. Buttercups. Tom, a final word from you. Boggle. And a final word from me is button. Stay safe and we shall be in your ears again soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Uh, at podcast. Wobble, wobble, wobble. <laughs> wobble, wobble, wobble.